right, welcome back to the True North Podcast. My name is James McKenzie, and I've got a few friends with me today. Probably the most guests that I've had on the True North Podcast. I've got a group that was our staff from last weekend's base camp. So I've got Matt Ford, who is our camp director. What's up, Hello. Matt? Hello. And then I've got Evan Floyd, who is prayer director. Evan? Howdy. And then we've got Heath Jackson, who shadowed, or not shattered, he did much better than that, but he shadowed our prayer team this weekend. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, man. Welcome, We're, We guys. sound real excited. So excited. <laughs> uh, y'all probably just still exhausted from all the heavy, heavy lifting you guys did this weekend. My wife walked in last night and woke me up and said, you're going to have to roll over because <laughs> I was out snoring. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we just wanted to bring you guys in uh, to hear about what this weekend was like. And hear some stories, inspire all the people that are listening to this podcast. Um, and I'm, I'm just excited for that. And so let's start with you, Matt. So this was your very first time to be camp director at a base camp. Um, tell a little bit about a quick synopsis of how you got to this point with True North. Wow, it's been a journey. I think uh, my first base camp was in 2013. Mm-hmm. And uh, it changed my life. And I kept coming back because I, I wasn't done yet trying to figure out how to straighten out things. Yeah. And through the process um, and through healing, learned that um, I really wanted to help other men in yeah. the journey. So it started with that and uh, began to serve at True North in the base camp experience. And then, of course, now outside of that, I serve by holding my own men's group and helping men through some uh, addictions. Yeah. It's been awesome too, working with you on that. Yeah. It's been great. It's yeah. been very, um, blessed yeah. to, to do it. I think, uh, God has really blessed me in that and, and the men that have come through, uh, it's not perfect. It's ugly, Yeah, but, um, man, I don't think anytime we, we dive into that, that space for God, it's, it, it's not perfect. We're yeah. dealing with, with uh, a lot of messed up stuff. And yeah. so God has been blessed, has really blessed that. Yeah. That's awesome. Evan, this was your first camp to be prayer director. You've been on the prayer team a couple of times, an AV team. You've done a ton of stuff, but tell us how you got to that point. Yeah. Uh, so thanks. Uh, so my, my journey, I guess, involvement with true North started, I think it was 2019, November. Um, came from a very cessationist, at least functionally, background, not really believing that the Holy Spirit actively works uh, the way you see in the New Testament, uh, at least not functionally, but going to our church, growing in that, starting to open to that, and seeing that it's made a difference in my wife and other people's lives. Mm-hmm. So uh, got friends who have gone through True North, and they're like, man, you need to go to base camp. This would be really good for you. And I'm like, yeah. It's probably something that other people need. Yeah. I, I think I'm okay. I can handle this. But eventually I go and uh, I uh, just kind of hit overload that first one. Yeah. And realizing that, wow, I, I've got a lot more wrong with me than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I come back again and kind of at the first available opportunity in maybe April the next year. Of course, pandemic starts and there's a lot of stuff there, but I knew immediately after that first base camp, I wanted to be on the staff. I wanted to share yeah. this kind of growth with other people. Yeah. 
So I asked you if I could do that. And you're like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's look at that. And uh, he said, what do you want to, what do you want to serve in? I was like, anything you guys need help in, please not prayer. I just, anything else, <laughs> anything else. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of being on the prayer team. Uh, so you said, well, we could use people with AV. I was like, yes. All right. That's technical. I can do that. Um, I did AV and it was okay. I think I was adequate, but uh, I found I was just drawn to participating in all the prayer activities when I was at AV to the point that I was maybe even leaving my station a little bit yeah. <laughs> and seeing if somebody else that had experience in AV would mind covering it while we went and um, did some prayer activities. So yeah. yeah, this time being the prayer director, it was challenging, but it was, it was the best base camp that I've been a part of. That's awesome. Very cool. And then Heath, this was your very first camp to ever be a part of a true North staff at all. You shadowed, you responded. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us what your journey has been like a little bit to get to this point. Uh, it was a little weird because <clears throat> I didn't really know what I was doing. I, I found this red shirt, like, coming <laughs> to camp, and then all of a sudden people were just asking me to do things. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, my first base camp was life-changing in some pretty dramatic ways, but I still had so far to go. Uh-huh that um i don't think this was on my radar yeah um i brought a few friends with me to the second base camp watched their lives change and i had done enough growth to know um one day i called it donning the red shirt one day i want to don the red shirt i want to be a part of what this is Mm -hmm. what this means and and changing men's lives and, and bringing them there um watching them get set on fire watch them get healed so I knew one day and, and, you know, Trey Dixon is my counselor, is a mm-hmm. counselor mentor. And I just kind of told him after that second base camp one day, that's what I want to do. Put it on your radar. I trust that you'll kind of tell me when you feel like the time is right. Um, so that time came and I was so honored to put it on. And I think that, you know, my, um, my heart was kind of where Evans was, was whatever you guys want me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know that I had an inclination to one thing or the other, but um, when you told me you, you're going to volunteer or shadow the prayer team, I did have the same sinking feeling of like, oh man, I'm not that great at praying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I guess uh, I can listen well and and, and have some men you know, pour their hearts out to me. Um, so right out of the gate, going to camp uh, to shadow, I think I knew on some level that this place is sacred. Yeah. That, that true North creates environments for men to hear from God. Um, I did not understand. I did not understand to the degree that they make that happen and they participate in the spirit to make that happen. So, you know, praying over every bunk, over every name, you know, over every doorway. Um, yeah. It blew my mind uh, to, the level that we are ward for and protected going to base camp. Yeah. It was so humbling. That's so awesome. It's beautiful. So it's cool sitting in this room with you guys, right? So so Matt back in 2013 was when his journey began. Then Evan, 2019. Then Heath, you were what, 2022? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like those are big gaps, like di- very different backgrounds, very different stories. And all of you stepped into something brand new, for each one of you this weekend and all different levels, different things. 
And we were talking before this, and each one of you, the first thing you start out with is, oh, I, I felt so unqualified. Like, <laughs> I, I don't have what it takes. You know, this is my first first time. And just knowing that, like, from my perspective and getting to just interact with so many of our True North guys and, like, how cool God is that, first of all, you guys come in with such humility. Um, I think that's so important. And I think that's what True North's all about um, because you bring an authentic, just open heart to what the men at camp are stepping into. And so that's really important. And then just that they're not being that sense of pride that, that can just wash out what the Holy Spirit wants to do. You guys were completely open to what the spirit wanted to do in you guys. Oh, and I, so that, yeah, that, uh, Thursday when we, we started, it's, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I've got the camp director manual and I'm, I'm looking at the schedule like every two minutes, like yeah. I'm going to miss something. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think it was, <clears throat> it was that piece that finally, when I realized that God's prepared me and God's given me some gifts that I can lead men and do it well and Mm -hmm. but really it was doing it for him it was like hey i got this and so it was that relinquishing the the control to him and saying um it's not mine but his and these guys hearts are going to be transformed and that's what we were after really you know the base camp experience When I, when I think about it now, we've heard the analogy that John talks about during base camp, but it's, are you going to take the red pill or the blue pill? Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of guys don't realize that they have that choice and base camp is showing them that they have the choice instead of, instead of, uh, just sitting there staring at Lawrence Fishburne, trying to make a decision, (laughs) which, which one you're going to take. Right. that that's the pill and you're like, wow, I am in a battle and it's really beautiful to see. Yeah. Yeah. And when we were showing up for Thursday, a lot of us, we engage in prayer leading up to this. We try to clothe this in prayer and Matt was leading the way with uh, just messages throughout the week. And uh, he, he says that it's letting, he's getting the word of letting go of preconceptions, right? Mm Mm-hmm and uh and expectations and then chad not on the prayer team but uh he stops me when we're getting set up and he tells me basically the same thing Mm -hmm. he's had that same word of like letting go of preconceptions and so he shares it with me being the prayer director i'm like ah thanks yeah i'll share that with matt but it it all comes together we're all hearing the same sorts of things and it's it's pretty awesome Yeah. yeah i'd like to kind of say a little bit more about matt and the whole um, letting go of expectations and, and how to manage that. So sometimes when you get behind the scenes of ministry, it starts to get really ugly and you start to see maybe some cracks in the foundation or um, the poses that some ministries can have. Yeah. And so, you know, when we've got <clears throat> unfortunate Amber alerts going off during, <laughs> right, during an altar call yeah. and I watch this man, and we can all feel it, that frustration, right, of our expectations. And I watched this man choose 
Jesus and these men's hearts and continue an altar call rather than chastise, which is what we all felt, which what I felt. So I just think it, it was really amazing to go, okay, you know, I'm behind the scenes now and I get to see the realness of the men that are kind of have been pioneering this. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. I, it, and Matt, would you explain, we talked about this earlier as well. Um, it's an interesting dynamic being a camp director because you are stepping into a place of authority, but you also pretty much need to be the most submissive person at camp because you're being, you need to be submissive to the father and what he's doing. Um, and you have a really high responsibility of that. And so I think what you described earlier about the trudging through mud and how you mm-hmm. compared it, could you sh- share that? Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, the example is, is that, uh, God is preparing us for battle. Mm-hmm. And if, if our soldiers, um, they're going, they go to basic training, they're learning how to crawl through mud under fences, shoot a gun, those kind of things. But really, um, learning to be a warrior is stepping into the battle. It's, it's on the job training. And unfortunately, a lot of men don't realize they're in the battle. They just don't know they're getting shot at. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, I look at it this way is that when I was, um, when it was revealed to me that I was in the battle, I was learning how to fight and, and patch my wounds and those kind of things. And then when I became, became, um, on staff to serve, it was okay. I, I can help and I'm a better fighter now. Yeah. Uh, but being directors, like you're still in the battle, but you're like, you're directing the troops of yeah. which foxhole to go to and, and where to shoot from. And so it's just a different, you're still in the battle. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times they're, you know, the enemy's shooting for the guy on the high horse. Yeah. Right. So that was kind of how I thought. And I felt it. I felt it real early on Thursday. The devil tried to take me out real quick. Yeah. And, um, it was once that was released, then, um, Evan and I were talking on the way home. The camp went smooth. I mean, it it had its glitches early, but it crescendoed. It just kept getting better, Mm -hmm. but the team did too. The staff, you know, um, I didn't honestly, when you told me half the staff, I was like, I thought I was going to have to pick, I was going to get to pick some of my staff and mm-hmm. I was kind of a little irritated by the fact that <laughs> I didn't know half these guys and I'm yeah. gonna, my first time to direct. I don't know anybody, Yeah, but it was a blessing. Yep. It was a total blessing because these men of all ages stepped around and, you know, uh, one of the older gentlemen at the end came up and hugged me and said, you did a great job, Yeah, you know, and that felt good because yeah. he, you know, I might've been, positionally over him at camp Uh but i looked at him with respect as a father yeah you know a father figure and and it meant a lot yeah that's awesome i'd love to hear from all of you how what god did for you personally this weekend how did god reach you personally oh i i can tell you um so validation Mm-hmm. we've always heard, you know, to look for God for validation through this process at base camp. And, um, why is it that this is like my 14th base camp and I'm still yeah. looking for validation from my wife, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, her, just wanting a more joyful 
you know, toned from her about, you know, even when I got home last night, she was tired. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on her, but I was, I st- stood there and I'm like, I'm home. Aren't you a little bit excited? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't her, yeah. you know, I had to release that. And I was like, she's has, she doesn't even know what's going on. And I'm, I'm unfairly putting that on her, but yeah. I, re- I learned that this, this time again, yeah, is that my father is the only one that can validate me. Yeah. Yeah. So being on staff is, uh, different than being a camper. Uh, it's different in a, you still get a lot out of it. You just kind of get a different lot out of it. And uh, when I was a camper or an attendee of uh, base camp, I got a lot of personal growth. I saw the deeper wounds and the agreements and, um, and that was really great being on staff. I start seeing like how I am not doing these things on a daily basis, or I might be causing wounds in my children or in my relationship with my wife or, uh, it's not just about me. It's about what I'm doing to others. Mm. And uh, so in this base camp, you ask, like, what did we get out of it? I really don't know where I could start and this be a manageable podcast. <laughs> but I'll, I'll try to choose just one thing that uh, is a good example. I think seeing that God can use me, even though I don't have it all together, mm-hmm. even though I... Uh, yeah, I can't provide all the answers, but walking in and helping guys that are back at the beginning of the journey and saying, all right, you've got this agreement, uh, or maybe they don't even have an agreement. So they can't hear those agreements. So praying with them, he was helped me pray with this one guy. And it's like, well, let's just pray about that. And maybe that's an agreement that you can't hear from God. And okay. And so we pray with them three, four, five minutes, send them out. He comes back later, and he's got a card full of agreements. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy, uh, he, he's got these agreements, but he doesn't know what to do with them, and he's just hurting so bad. And so it, we're getting a little ahead on the material, but it's like, let me kind of walk you through how to handle some of this and just helping guys to connect to God. Mm-hmm. I can't answer his agreements. I can't yeah. dispel them. I'm just going to point them to God and let God do the work. Yeah. He does. Yeah, it sounds, I mean, so much of what you're bringing and the most important parts is just your presence and your obedience. Yeah. Um, Just being there for those guys when they needed someone just to pray for, like you didn't have the answers necessarily, but you were able to just be there, be obedient to what God was calling you to do. Um, And sometimes in this camp environment, they're getting a ton of information, right? Like, they're getting a lot of really good teaching. Um, but it's really cool seeing our prayer team just kind of go in and just partner with them as they learn these things. And, um, I know you probably did a great job with that. So thank you for that. Heath, how about you? So I think really on the way home, it started to hit me, um, as I'm recalling some of these conversations and maybe letting a little bit more emotion in, than, than I had. And it just hit me that, um, you know, what I got out of this weekend was he hit, you know, I, I, I feel, and I see the big call, the big, the big call on my life. And I'm, I've been unsure how to get from point A to point B 
and maybe a little bit con- too concerned about the distance between the two mm-hmm. the growth and the maturing that needs to happen. Um, and then this weekend on the way home, it just, I just felt the Lord saying like, I've given you enough of what you need for what I'm asking you to do right now. You know, enough freedom to lift your eyes and see other men's problems now enough um, healing to love on men well and enough courage to share my story. And that's what he's asked me to do. And Mm -hmm. so just being able to look back and see he's given me enough of what I need for exactly what he's asking me to do right now was really cool. That's awesome. Are you able to share, um, did you feel any healing um, by sharing your story like that you hadn't felt prior to this camp? Um. I don't, I don't know if I would characterize it as healing. Maybe, um, I think a lot of validation and, and not necessarily from, from men, but like, you know, from, from my father Yeah. in that, first of all, I would not have guessed beauty would be the one that James thinks that my story fits with. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you said that, I, I remember it was a little taken back. We walked through it and it made mm-hmm. sense taking that back out to write it and, and chew on it and digest it. Um, and I just couldn't get past this feeling of how I wanted to present it being different, right? Like, um, and you encouraged me through that, James. And I do remember telling a a few other people on staff, you know, my intentions of, of, of reading my story as it came to me from the spirit and, and how I really believe that it needed to be said. Um, and I could sense maybe some some hesitation from other people on staff, graciously, of course, but um, I could sense the hesitation of that's not probably going to go well if you just read it. Um, and I just, I leaned into your encouragement and what I felt like God wanted me to do. And I think the response that I got with men coming and needing to talk afterwards, it impacted them. Um, it was so much validation that, that, uh, He's, he, he might ask me to do things that are a little bit different, but, but lean into it yeah, um, and trust that. So that's there's, so a, there's a lot of validation. That's so good. That's awesome. Well, um, I'd love to transition to kind of talking about some cool stories that you guys walked through that weren't your own, uh, that you maybe played a part in, or maybe you just heard about this weekend. I think our listeners would be, really encouraged and and love to hear just some of the cool stuff. So we're going to keep it generic. Like we're not going to give away any guys names. And if you feel like calling someone a different name, that's fine too. (laughs) But, um, but does anybody have a good story to share of life change this weekend? Yeah. I'll, uh, so one of the guys, um, called me over to sit down with him and talk to him. And it was um, at the point where we had asked him to go out and write their agreements. And he came back and the piece of paper quite literally was covered front to back. Wow. And um, just so happens uh, Damon was standing over there and he came over and sat with us. And um, we get to talking and he's going down his stuff and he's kind of, he's crying while he's going through it. He's trying to explain but he's just still, there's, there's something still there. He just doesn't know. And um, Damon says something like, 
um, your strength is revealed through weakness or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's something about weakness. And then as we're talking, and I know this guy, um, he's he's actually in one of my other groups, and so I just happened to know him, and, and I, I looked right at him, and I, and I said, you're living from a place of weakness. You're not weak. And, and it was just kind of Damon are like, you didn't write weak down, did you? Did you write weak down on your agreements? Because that's he and he just you saw the light in his eyes. He goes, That's it. I'm like, yeah, you're you're not. You're a great husband. You're a great dad. Mm. You come to our group all the time and you're you got a smile on your face. You you are living, but you got you gotta break this agreement. And he did later. Yeah. That night. And it was it was fantastic. That's awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah, I'll go. Um, so still learning to kind of listen to the Holy Spirit's promptings and, and what that can look like, especially on the backside of it, on staff. Um, so one of the things I was praying for, I think this is something that Evan encouraged us to do, is, you know, God, highlight men to us. Literally pick them out of the crowd for us to zero in on yeah. and approach and um, conversate with. So after the wound session, God kept highlighting this, this man to me. And you know, I, I think I kind of blew it off for a little bit and he just kept highlighting him. So I, I went to one of the other staff members and asked what, what I should do feeling that this is someone God is highlighting to me, but not wanting to go up and interrupt what God is clearly doing. I can see this man is in distress. He's working through something. What do I do? And they encouraged me to just lean into it. So I I approached this man and said that God had put him on my heart. I can see he's, he's going through something. If, if he wants to talk, I'm here. Um, And he just kind of smiled and said, I was literally just praying that I needed to talk to someone, but I just didn't know how. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I sat down and we talked for a long, we almost missed all of dinner. And um, he opened up about some really deep wounds of carrying the weight of responsibility or his friend's suicide. Mm. Yeah, that's a tough one to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, but later on, watching him uh, at the bonfire release that, I mean, that that bonfire moment of him releasing that agreement was probably one of the most emotional um, and powerful things that I've seen. I haven't seen a lot of bonfires, but that mm-hmm. one was, um, that one was heavy and it was powerful in such an amazing way. That's awesome. Yeah, there are several that I would be willing to share, but I think I'm going to limit it to this one. (laughs) And uh, so it's kind of a a God thing type of sharing that um, there's one particular attendee and I'm standing with Heath and this guy happens to know Heath and he walks up and says, hey, did one of you guys call my name? And he's really addressing Heath, but I think it's mostly because he already knew Heath. And he's like, no. And uh, I said, okay. Uh, well, what's your name? And he tells me, I was like, I don't think we we said anything that sounds like that. Well, okay. So he, he goes on. And then uh, the next day, he walks by and sort of pauses right in front of us. And we're standing across from the coffee bar. And he looks at both me and Heath and kind of looks us up and down a little bit. And then we just give him a polite, you know, return look. And he turns around and grabs some coffee, kind of uh, covering his move. And then... Uh, walks away Heath and I share a exchange a glance and 
uh, he says, you want to follow up on that? I'm like, yeah. So uh, I go follow him back to his seat, and uh, he's picking up some stuff and looks kind of busy. And I say, hey, man, do you want me to pray with you? And he looks up a little bit startled, and uh, he's like, whoa, yeah. I, like, that's twice I've heard my name called from your direction, and I was coming over here to get my stuff to ask you to pray with me, and here you are. So we sit down, and we work through some of his uh, agreements, and mm-hmm. then later he tells me, that you know he's heard it twice and i realized oh well when he paused in front of the coffee he that's when he heard it the second time and he looked up and we weren't talking about him we weren't like trying to engage him but he was hearing the spirit we followed the prompt of the spirit and uh he and i had some a really good connection uh over his content and helping him through it that's awesome that's so good that's so good how many guys ended up Giving their life to Christ this weekend. We had six baptized. Yeah. Um, I think uh, two of those were re-baptisms, I think. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, February 4th, nice, chilly, 42-degree <laughs> lake. Um, but, you know, we got in, and it was not that cold. Yeah. It was cold at first, but it was like, We were covered. Let's just put it that way. Yep. It was it was eerily strange that yep. we go into the lake that you know is just had ice on it maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, and I could have stayed in there for thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know about holding the guys down for thirty minutes, but <laughs> but it was it was beautiful. It was a really beautiful thing. That's so good. Yeah, I just wanted to share one more because it relates directly back to that baptism. Um, so after one of the responder sessions, uh, I'm talking to another uh, staff member and this guy beelines right after the response and runs across the room and literally almost tackles this gentleman out of his chair, um, wrap, just wraps himself in this guy's arms and just begins to just wail, like wailing type of weeping. Mm-hmm. Um I had like it, it was so emotionally charged. Like I, I, my, I just got up and walked away. Like it just felt different. So whatever he was going through during that session, um, having enough trust and confidence and relationship in that staff member to come find him and and tackle him, uh, and then later on during the baptisms, you know, we're standing in the water and like Matt said, um we just kind of got this surge of energy and, you know, we're calling for anybody else that may have been baptized before or wants to rededicate. And that, that same man stripped down to his underwear and runs from the crowd of people and then cannonballs into the lake right in front of us just to see it. Not the best decision, probably. Oh, it was <laughs> There's awesome. There's no telling how, how deep that water was. It wasn't that deep. It wasn't no, that and deep. he's a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was phenomenal to watch. Yeah. That's awesome. So what was y'all's favorite thing about this camp? I'd say it, it was the, the growth in the staff, the coming together, the growth in the, uh, the campers, just so much growth happening and uh, barriers coming down. It always happens. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, man, it just it felt really palpable. This this camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, mine's easy. Um, my son went for the first time. Yeah, and so um, he's always had a great heart. Yeah. Um, and to be able to share with him this experience, and as a camp director, I was. Um, it, it's funny. I I didn't. The staff knew who he was, but I did not announce it to anybody. Yeah. I wanted him to have the experience on his own. Yeah. Between him and God, meet guys on his own, not have the influence of me. Yeah. Uh, and especially as camp director, because I didn't want anybody showing him some sort of different treatment or whatever, because yeah. of who, you know, I was. Not that that, you know, as campers look at camp directors. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of requests for stuff that I've never had before because yeah. of that. But anyway, uh, it was really special. And he really loved it and yeah. and here we are monday and i still haven't done a one-on-one download to see how it was but yeah. um how did you do with releasing expectations of his experience throughout the weekend i'm sure it was a struggle um it um, maybe not a struggle but a consistent thing that it, he did. yeah i i it wasn't a struggle. I knew what I needed to do. Like Evan said earlier, there was this preconceived. I, I left behind any um, expectations. I knew that I needed releasing daily. Mm-hmm. Um, had one an, another friend of True North call me at lots of them before camp, and and that was on their heart that they told me to make sure they I released him daily, and I did, and. Um, I think it worked out for the best. I think good. he had a really good experience. And, um, I'm, I'm a- eager to sit down with him and talk to him about it, see how he really thought. It's a big deal, man. So many of our True North guys, like, just waiting for the day for their son. Oh, yeah. To come. Well, and you day. look at the calendar, and you're like, okay, on this day, he turns 18. I'm yeah. taking him, you know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, it rolled around for him. And, unfortunately, when he's turned turned 18, it was right in the middle of uh, sports season for him, mm-hmm. his, his sport. And then – um, so it didn't happen then. And as soon as I knew that it was off season, I was like, you're going to this one. Yep. Okay. So, and, and, uh, the other cool thing about it wasn't just him. I think I don't, I, I'd have to count, but there's probably 15 guys that were 18 young. to 20 years old. Yeah. It was incredible. I've never been to a camp with that many young men, which was really inspiring. Really special. How many times we heard those older guys, including myself going, I wish I'd have heard this win you know, and, uh, that, that to me was really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. About you, Heath, what was your favorite part of camp? Mine is actually, um, similar to Matt's. So I had a, I had a whole crew from my celebrate recovery class Mm -hmm. that came finally. (laughs) And then I had a whole crew from my church that came. And so, um, you know, uh, those of us in the room and, and listeners, you know, when you have such a powerful, powerful experience, somewhere you can't help but want to bring them in there yeah and then you know what this could mean for them and so i think maybe the tendency is to want to like helicopter their experience yeah so to learn to to learn to release them my expectations their experience um what it looks like and and just give that trust that to god release it trust the other staff members are going to step in and love on them well um, so I, I tried to have pretty minimal interactions with my crew while I was there and just let it go. Um, and it was really hard the first couple of days and it, it got easier. And as I just kind of leaned into that, 
I would say that one of the things I, w- I would say from earlier, just hearing some of the different stories, you know, if you were sitting here and you, you hadn't gone to base camp before, you might have an idea that, wow, sounds like everybody's crying or everybody's, <laughs> you know, everybody's messed up. So, you know, dudes don't really want to open up a lot about that. But really what base camp is about is is finding a man's heart. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when that happens, when you're when you start to find your heart, things open up. Yep. Things come to the surface. Things are aren't always pretty. No. And but that's okay. And that's why we see a lot of those events at base camp, because men are seeing the light. They're seeing how dark how, how dark it's been and they're seeing that there's a way out. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, even with the wound stuff, they haven't even, they haven't gone there. As John says in that wound session, you have to go through the night to see the day, you know? And so these guys are living in the night and when they start to see a glimpse of that daylight, that's when they're like, Oh crap, what do I do with this? Yep. And that's really the strong part about, the, the event itself at base camp is is the men starting to see the light mm-hmm. and then the, those of us that are on staff able to see that and assist them walking mm-hmm. through it while we're there yeah and then of course at the end of camp equipping them when they go out mm-hmm. hoping that they find a group of men don't do it in isolation those are that's just really the the beautiful part about it that's awesome Good. Um, last last question, and it's it, this goes for each one of you. What what is your prayer for either the men leaving this camp, the ministry of True North, like like looking forward? What is your prayer for any of those things? For the men leaving this camp. I think that's a pretty clear one. It's really what Matt said is to get connected, to not do this in isolation, and to learn how to incorporate the the tools that we demonstrate during base camp, incorporate those in their daily life, and uh, not sit on their laurels and think, okay, well, I did this. I cleaned house. Now it'll stay clean. It's like, no. No. This is like deep cleaning your bathroom. Yeah. All right. It's going to get used. Yeah. It's going to get dirty. You got to keep cleaning it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's definitely one that's pretty pretty straightforward. That's it, good. It's more than just a camp high, right? Yep. And they got they and they can't do it alone. That they do have to the practical things in use, um, specifically prayer. You know, spending time with God, but also finding another group of men to do it with. But I would say, um, I would say for me, the prayer would be for the ministry itself as a whole. Um, we know that Satan's number one plan to take out a family is you take out the man, you mm-hmm. take out the family. Mm-hmm. So my prayer is that however God wants it, that he advances the mission of true North ministries to other men. 
other cultures. You know, we talked earlier about reaching other ethnic groups um, because they're men. They may Mm -hmm. do things differently, but they're men and it's, and Satan doesn't care. And so I, I just, I have, I have a real passion for that, but I really want, I mean, it's going to be a God thing. It's mm-hmm. nothing that we can do, mm-hmm. but that would be my prayer. That's good. Yeah. Cause if we, if we partner with Jesus in rescuing the hearts of men, it's the exact counter or opposite of what the enemy's trying to do, right? Like he's trying to take out the head of the household yeah. and we're trying to restore it when you can restore the head of the household. And restore a man's heart, dude. Gosh, everything changes. I mean, it's why we do what we do. Like, yeah. let's just let's do that. Let's get it. Yeah, absolutely. I love both of those, and I actually um, mine are similar. You know, I think my first base camp was life changing um, in the experience in the encounter. My second base camp because I had men with me now that I brought that came out different and we did it together is when it really started taking root. Uh, it was engaging in the content afterwards together, doing the daily prayers together, listening to the four streams together, mm-hmm. reading fathered by God together. That's so good. It, it, that was the, the transformational um, consistency afterwards. And so my prayer for the guys that went to base camp or anybody that's been to base camp is um, find those men uh, find those men do the consistent work afterwards. Cause like, uh, you know, like we've said, if you sweep it clean or, or if you remove something, you have to put something in its place. Mm-hmm. I removed a lot of lies at base camp and I had to do the work of replacing it with truth. Yep. So good. And so if you're listening to this and, and you're realizing like you need that as well, whether that's a camp experience or you need help finding community, like reach out to us, uh, go, go to our website, truenorth.live. There's places there that you can put in that you're interested in different types of groups. We can help get you connected. But then also later this month, we've got the ascent, uh, which is February 22nd through the 25th. And this is just a phenomenal retreat to go and really experience the more that God has for us. Um, following that, the very next week we have our Kansas base camp. So if you got friends, family, or you just want to go up to Kansas, uh, encourage you to do that. The week after that, we've got the summit, which is our, um, newest camp that we've been doing. And it's March 7th through the 10th at Spring Valley Ranch. One of my favorite events, uh, the most that God's ever spoken to me personally was at a summit retreat a couple years ago and so really excited to be a part of that and so got a lot coming up um but guys i want to thank each and every one of you for just putting your hearts on the line this weekend stepping into what god's calling you guys to do um and doing it with the absolute right posture and heart it it was awesome to see and i love you guys it's been cool to walk with y'all in your journey so far and it's cool that we're just getting started. Love you, James. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you guys for joining. Yeah, my pleasure. Yep. All right. We'll see you next time on the Tree North Podcast. <laughs>